0: Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. All right, and welcome to this week's AgCast. I'm Mitt Walker with Alabama Farmers Federation, and today we're excited to bring you a special guest, U.S. Representative Kat Kamick from Florida's 3rd Congressional District.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to join you.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you for taking a few minutes. So uh, today you're in t- in Alabama visiting with the Tranthams that you met at a Farm Bureau meeting just a few months ago, I believe. Yeah. Tell us how that came to be.
1: You know, I was actually speaking at the Fusion Conference and being a big proponent of the Florida Farm Bureau and serving the state of Florida as the lone Republican on the Agriculture Committee in Congress. uh, We do a lot of work in the ag space, and and I had the opportunity to meet them after I spoke at their their luncheon, and the energy was infectious, and so we knew that if we ever were going to get out to Alabama that we wanted to swing by and check out their operation, and I'm so glad that we did it was incredible.
0: Well, great. Well, I appreciate you guys letting me be a small part of the visit today. (laughs) I enjoyed spending time with you, and I always enjoy seeing the Tranthums. Um, So, with you being from Florida, a lot of our listeners may not know much about your background. Tell them just a little bit about your background and how you came to serve in Congress. Uh,
1: So, the short version uh, was that no, I never really planned on having a life in politics. I actually wanted to go into business. I grew up on a small cow-calf operation outside of Denver. A very small cow-calf operation and uh, uh, family business was in commercial sandblasting raised by a single mom and we ended up losing our cattle ranch about a month out from me graduating from college I was the first in my family to graduate or actually go to college let alone graduate and um, it was in that moment where I found out just how truly devastating big government can be to your average everyday person and you know, not having any political connections, no money, um, no really anything, I started doing some research about how this came to To be, and found out that it was Republicans and Democrats alike that had passed a piece of legislation that ended up resulting in not just our family, but millions of families losing their homes uh, around the country. And so I made the decision to get involved, ended up moving across the country, uh, ran a campaign. We successfully won that campaign, and I began serving North Central Florida as the Deputy Chief of Staff, and when the uh, existing member decided to retire, I ran uh, to replace him, and I'll tell you, it was it was one of those moments when um, you make that decision to run, where everyone tries to talk you out of it, because politics is no joke, it's a blood sport, and... I remember, like any good Southerner, going and making this big life-changing decision (laughs) in a a hole-in-the-wall barbecue joint. It was uh, David's Barbecue. And uh, I had my best friend, Jessica, and my husband, and we're sitting there. And we were going through all the reasons why I shouldn't run. And it wasn't that I particularly wanted to go through that process, but it was more of this opportunity is sitting in front of us. We know it won't be easy. And it really came down to something quite simple for me. I looked at my husband and, you know, we don't have kids yet, and, and I told him, I said, you know, babe, while we don't have kids now, in a few years when we do, do you honestly think that we'll be able to look our kids in the eye and tell them that mom and dad did everything that we possibly could to give them the opportunities in the country that we grew up in? And, My husband, being a SWAT medic, firefighter, you know, Mr. Macho Man, you know, admittedly got a little emotional. (laughs) He teared up. I teared up. Jessica, our friend, teared up. The waitress teared up. Everyone's crying (laughs) at this point. And that's when we made the decision to run. And, you know, it was the largest primary in the state of Florida. And uh, we were very blessed and worked extraordinarily hard. And we succeeded. But a lot of the reason why we succeeded is because we were true to our ag roots, And I will tell you that chickens played a pivotal role in the success of
0: our campaign <laughs> we may save that one for the next broadcast <laughs> well that is great and, and we do thank you for for your service in in congress and um specifically you're serving on the ag committee this will be your yes. second term on the ag committee is yes. that right yes okay second term okay.
1: in congress second term in the ag
0: yes. committee well we we do appreciate that um lots going on this year with it being a farm bill year um what are some of the things you're hearing from your constituents about the next farm bill So
1: certainly a farm bill year is pivotal for all of us in agriculture. And what so few realize is that the farm bill is not just the food programs, it's not just conservation, but it's also the nutritional side of it. And to a large degree, it really is a nutritional bill. 82% of the farm bill will go towards SNAP and EBT. Um, 6% will go to... Uh, conservation, and the remainder will go to, towards food production. It's getting to be a bit of a scary situation where those who are producing the food are getting a smaller and smaller um, chunk of support versus those that are consuming. And so, we we're finding ways to be creative and trying to rebalance that. For us, a lot of the priorities stem from a lot of the work we've done in talking with our farmers and ranchers around the state of Florida, but also around the country. One of my signature pieces of legislation within the Farm Bill will be uh, the FFA Act. And certainly it's a nod to our, our young uh, farmers and ranchers, uh, the FFA kids sure. in, in their beautiful blue jackets. I personally was a 4 her and I showed chickens. I never had the opportunity to do FFA. But um, it, it certainly is a nod to that next generation but it actually stands for Farmers Feeding Americans. And essentially what it requires is that all of the SNAP recipients um, will be either encouraged, incentivized, or required to purchase American products. So American fruits and vegetables, American meat, dairy products. Um, I think it is so critically important and foundational principally that if you are – Uh, If the taxpayers are funding your food, it should be American products that you're consuming. And so the fact that that isn't actually a thing is kind of crazy to me. But I have to thank uh, Mr. Ken Parker and the Florida Strawberry Growers for helping me in the initial drafts of that bill. And uh, so we'll be fighting hard for that. But then on the production side, you know, looking at ways that we can reduce inputs, uh, reduce input costs, and give some support uh, to to our producers. Uh, for Floridians and actually a couple other folks and producers around the country, the issue of seasonal and perishable protect protections is vital. Mm-hmm. Um, we have seen where trade deals have created an imbalance and with a lack of enforcement from USDA, particularly on issues like, say, a tomato suspension agreement. That is something that has to be rectified. Uh, we have have so many regulations today that dictate how we produce and how we grow, uh, that that has really strangled, um, so much of what we're trying to do here. And so, um, I have a, a bill called the RAINS Act, which, uh, reigns in the bureaucracy. So whether it's the DOL, the EPA, OSHA, you name it, um, I know all of us have dealt with them on some level sure. at some point, sure. this would rein in their overreaching hand. And, um, so we're very excited to really put agriculture on the forefront this year and make our producers um, the star of this bill and making it affordable and also driving home the, the narrative that food security is national security one, but that agriculture is not the agriculture of 100 years ago. Agriculture today is high tech it is right. in about innovation. It is about research and development because you have less people producing more than we ever have. And so I think without American agriculture, the world would, um, would be, well, I, I would hate to think of where the world would be without American agriculture.
0: Yeah, I think we'd be in a, in a tough place for sure. It's never a dull day on the farm,
1: especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit. And while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources.
0: So Farm Bill, you know, obviously big this year. You talked some about your role in um, oversight of Mm -hmm. of various agencies and some efforts you have there. One of the things that we talked about earlier today was the the issues that we're all facing with agricultural labor and certainly Florida understands very well some of the difficulties that are taking place there
1: Yeah, you know, I I know so many people have um, been able to adopt the H-2A program. And for some, it's worked great. Um, However, in a state like Florida, where we are year-round operations, and it's very, very expensive to um, comply with all the regulations of an H-2A program, it's not exactly workable. So my goal is to help facilitate, uh, on this upcoming task force, a workable guest worker program specifically for agriculture. in the draft that that we have been working on, we want to see the adverse wage effect go away. We want to see uh, a loosening of of the standard on the the fact that the employer is required to transport and house and 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 basically do things that are so extensive that it, it becomes unbearable um, and unworkable. So we're excited about that. Um, we want to. Um, See a guest worker program that has long-term certainty, uh, that does not have a 10-month requirement, but is in fact year-round. But I think most importantly on this, it's it's this is good for the farmer, the producer, the rancher, as well as the worker. Um, it, it beefs up the national security element by enhancing cooperation with international databases, so we can better vet people coming in. Gets rid of arbitrary caps um, that that are driven by bureaucrats and puts the industries in right. the driver's seat. which I think is important. Um, But I think the thing that I'm most proud of in this draft that we're working on is that it redefines agriculture. Anyone who has been involved in agriculture knows that it is so much more than just harvesting and planting. Mm-hmm. You have to be a jack of all trades from, uh, not just the picking and packing and planning, but it's, it's the truck drivers. It's the processors. It is all up until the point of retail that I think we should be reclassifying as agriculture so that people understand the flexibility there and the needs that we have there and so i think you will see a a solution come out the challenge is not going to be in the policy though it's going to be in the politics so
0: right right hold on
1: to your britches for that one yeah
0: (laughs) yeah we we've said for a long time if we could talk about ag labor in in a separate conversation than overall immigration reform i think we could make some really good progress there and um, yeah Certainly, um, you know, for us to continue to feed and clothe and fuel the world, we've mm-hmm. got to have people willing to do these jobs. And, Absolutely. um, those guest workers play a big role on those farms. Well, Congressman, we do appreciate your time. Um, Really appreciate you being here in Alabama. Um, You're always welcome to come back and visit with us. We thank you for your role on on the Ag Committee. And um, any last thing you'd like to share with our viewers today?
1: Well, I know that we are in Alabama, but I would be remiss if I didn't say go Gators.
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll just leave it at that. Um, thank you for your time. We we hope you enjoy your visit here, and uh, look forward to working with you for years to come. Thank Likewise. you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.